Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Here I am. Hey, guys. Nikki Glazer, welcome to the Nikki Glazer podcast on this uh, Wednesday afternoon, I guess, here in St. Louis. God, you know, um, I've been up a while already today. Uh, didn't go to bed last night. You know, one of those days I had to get up super early. Um, F Boy Island is, uh, they had me do this thing this morning where I had to like put a green screen up. They sent me a green screen in this like bag, Noah, that is like, uh, I had to set up behind me um, to shoot this thing that's like, you know, they're trying to make F-Boy Island international um, and go global with it. And so they're interviewing the stars from the show and like trying to package it like, hey, bring this to Malaysia and Uruguay. And, you know, every, you know, F-Boy is a global, it's a global, it's a pandemic and there's no vaccine for uh, F-Boys. Actually, there is. It's called Gardasil. And uh it prevents HPV related. Um, well, HPV actually. And then that, you know, down the road leads to things. Can you get Gardasil 
after the fact that you already have HPV? Like, can you get like because, you know, you can get the coronavirus vaccine if you've already had coronavirus and then it can prevent different strains. So if if I've tested, you know, pause for if I've had um, abnormal pap smears, which is means that you have HPV generally. I didn't know that. Until I went and got like a, a, I got a letter in the mail that was like, you have a, a normal smear. And I was like, well, smears, nothing sounds normal about a smear anyway. Um, that's the the nature of a smear. It's this messy. And uh, they were like, this one's messier than usual. And I had to go in and get a colposcopy where they like, biop- like so painful. They say they numb you. Do not. They do not. Um and then I guess I, I guess I had uh, HPV, which I, I should maybe admit to that. But then I've never had an abnormal pap smear again. Like I've never had it tested for it again. I've definitely had um, a planner's wart before. I'm begging to get a new one, um, but that's years ago. And so it's the the thing is in my system, but it's not um, it's not anywhere showing up where I don't want it to yet. You know what I'm saying? Um, but if it does show up for you in some way, that also doesn't mean anything about you other than you trusted someone you had sex with that didn't uh, know that they had it or disclosed to you that they had it. And that doesn't make you a bad person. Um, also, wait, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, Gardasil. I wonder if you can get the vaccine and then like prevent against other types. I wonder if HPV is like there's a Delta HPV. I know there's a Delta, Delta, Delta one in that sorority house there's a strain that they've created they modified all their own those whores jk i um the delta delta delta's i don't know if they're whores i mean on some campuses i'm sure that's the oh those are the sluts you know there's always that one sorority and i say slut affectionately no shame in that game but um yeah i had to do this f-boy island thing this morning and they were taping it in london so there's like, you know, however many hours ahead, three o'clock there. I had to do it at 9 a.m. Last night it was like 12 o'clock. I saw this little green screen thing that they had sent in a box. I was like, I'll set it up in the morning. I just don't feel like dealing with this right now. I love to procrastinate on every, I love to push. I would rather wake up two hours early to get ready for something than, you know, there were parts of me when I would was young that was like, oh my gosh, I will wear my clothes to bed for school tomorrow because I hated so much getting ready in the morning. It was always so cold and I would have to like change by the heater. I don't know why I was living a life like Tiny Tim. Like I think back to changing by the heater and being like, it's so cold and like laying next to the heater when I was a child. Like we didn't grow up in the 1930s in, you know, gangs of New York style, uh, you know, housing projects. Not that there's anything wrong with that. And then those are people are living in those types of situations currently. But we had like a nice house, but it was always fucking cold. Anyway, um, there were times where I was like, I'm just going to get dressed before I go to bed. And I didn't have night sweats as a kid. So that would have actually panned out. But now, you know, my hair gets all fucked up as I sleep. And I can't really trust it's going to look good in the morning. So I was like, oh, I'll just do it in the morning. But then it, I rolled around to 12 o'clock last night. I'm watching White Lotus by myself because Andrew goes to bed. He abandons me to go watch the same show I'm going to watch. And I'm like, because he likes to fall asleep to the show. I'm like, just watch it and then go walk into bed. You don't, you don't wash your face. You don't put on pajamas. You don't brush your teeth. You don't have to do anything to prepare for bed. Like, I understand if you're doing a bunch of skin regimens and then you get in bed and you want to watch your show after you do all of that because you have to prepare for bed. Andrew just has to walk to bed. 
I have 19 skincare and an oral hygiene steps before I I can you know put a sleep mask on and put my white noise machine on. Andrew literally takes nine steps to walk to bed and hurl himself into it and fall into a bed that isn't even made. He doesn't even need to peel back the sheets. They're already open to him. So for him to go in bed and be like, I just want to watch in there. I'm like, God, it's not fun watching things alone, especially when I can hear it five minutes ahead through the wall because I I stop and start a lot when I'm alone because I look at my phone. So I'm watching White Lotus last night, episode two. I do like that show. I don't love it. Um, I thought I would. I'm a big fan of Mike White, who is the creator. But listen, I'm I'm actually I like it as much as I should like it right now. I'd be I'd be really hurt if Mike White heard me say this. Not that he would ever, but let's say we meet each other down the road and he's like, we're friends, and he's like, Oh, I wonder if Nikki ever talked about White Lotus on her podcast. And then he looks at it and I'm like mouthing off about how his show didn't meet my standards. And it does. It's very have you seen it yet, Noah? Uh uh-uh. uh. No. Okay, you need to check it out. You need I want you to watch it. Um it's really there's parts of it that you know my friend told me to watch it because she said it was dealing with uh, a woman in a powerful position and her husband who felt emasculated by you know making less money than her and like not feeling very masculine and how he felt like kind of neutered and I'm seeing that and and I'm interested in how that dynamic works out Anya told me that at some point he like really becomes the hero for her and men like to be the hero and like I'm really interested in when that's going to happen we'll see it will all I just am so tired of TV shows that are presented like this is so a slice of life. Like it's really what happens in life. And people behave just like they wouldn't. That's my problem with Mr. Corman. No one, if people talk to you like this in real life, you'd go, fuck you. And it would be the end of the scene. You just go, the world, what's going, you would Truman show. You would go, what's happening right now? And I understand there has to be some sort of, you know, um, you have to raise the stakes in a dramatic episodic thing and these are actors so they have to like play it bigger but it's not high school theater these people you know in Curb Your Enthusiasm when everyone that Larry David meets is an asshole and calls him out on stuff and is just like kind of not understanding and not empathetic even that I go god is everyone in his world just the biggest asshole and um but the truth is that's a comedy that's a very uh uh like obvious like these are uh, very it's it's supposed to be that exaggerated white lotus is supposed to be very like i think realistic and to me none of these people act like the way people would act and if they did i would think it was it's like twilight zone the way people act i just hate it i'm just like she would never say that those two girls do not they don't act like friends would act it bothers me anyway but I, I guess all should be revealed because I was kind of bitching about it last night on my Instagram story. And people wrote, just hold on. It's, it makes sense why those girls aren't like, like acting like real friends. I'm like, okay, got it, whatever. Um, I was watching White Lotus 1230 at night. And I had to get up at 7 o'clock for this 9 o'clock thing because I was going to, you know, have to set up the green screen. And I got to blow dry my hair and take a shower and all this stuff. But then last night I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to get ready tonight and then sleep in a little bit. That's what I did spray tan myself it is coming off all over this um chair that my mom bought for our new studio it's like gray chair and the the chair is going to have an orange tint by the time we go live with video it will have an orange hue to it but so do i and so that's okay everything i touch turns to orange and um but i look so much better with a spray tan and it's just undeniable i mean i was walking the dog today and caught a guy that was really hot outside starbucks checking old glazed dog out 
Um, and I was like, oh, it's because I put on spray tan. Like, I just look better. I just always look better. Um, so I did my hair last night, which was just me scrunching it in the sink, doing the old, uh, you know, congealing, as I call it. Went to bed, wet head, woke up, hair looked fine, a little messy, but it's like beachy and it's very F boy. Set up the green, I go into the, I wake up at 8.22, I have a nine o'clock thing, I have to do all my makeup, go walk the dog, get Starbucks, eat some food, um, feed the dog, all these things before nine o'clock and look at my notes to remind myself of some topics I want to talk about for F boy and, um, and set up the green screen. I open the box. This thing comes in like a circular zipper case, like the green screen, and then it folds out. On the instructions, it says, be careful when opening. Who reads instructions before they open something? Not not me. I open it. It unfolds so quickly, like, you know, um, one of those snakes coming out of a a Pringles can. Hits me in the chin. I now have a, um, a bump on my chin, but it actually looks good. It looks like gives me a little bit more of a of a chin you know like it's almost like I got injected in the chin it reminds me of when I vibrated my head for my migraine and it gave me Botox before I ever knew what that was like it, I, I saw like oh my gosh when your head looks frozen it looks like kind of cool um so I got hit in the face by a green screen did the interview it was supposed to be 45 minutes they asked for an hour I go sure you know what let's do an hour but I can't shut the fuck up and I and I really want the show to sell in other markets. So I kept doing bits. And then I would say, you know what? Actually, I can deliver that better. There was one that, that I really liked that I did. I go, you know, um, on the show, F-Boy Island, we were talking about the women on the show and how, honestly, watching them every week, they would do these elimination ceremonies. And unlike The Bachelorette, where they just either get a rose or don't, and then they just all hug goodbye, the girls would like tell the guys that were getting kicked off like why they're getting kicked off or why they're up for elimination like you did this this and this and it's not okay like you have to be accountable why did you do that I don't like when you talk to me that way I don't like when you talk to that girl like stuff that I'm so bad at confronting men about things that I issues in our relationship because I am scared that they will go well that's just the way I am and if you don't like it then leave because that happened to me one time when I brought up something in a relationship he goes well I'm not going to change so I guess you have to break up with me because you know that you just put you said that you want to be with someone that does that so and I'm not going to so bye and I was just like Ugh. and so I just learned to never ever say what you want because people might just go no I can't give that to you and then you go oh they don't love me um and I'm sure that comes from my childhood as well but um I told the the woman on the that was interviewing me. I said, when I watched these girls week after week stand up to these guys, I would get nervous because I was so scared the guys were going to retaliate when they got criticized. Especially these guys that are like so about their image and looking cool. And when when a girl that they you know, and there's only three girls there, and there was kind of um, rumblings among them or rumors that the guys were a little disappointed that they didn't know there weren't going to be. They thought it was going to be like tons of girls. They were all quarantined for two weeks, talking to each other on their balconies, going like, oh, my God, this show is going to be awesome. They're so horny for like they thought it was going to be a fucking, you know, orgy with t- as many women as there were men. They all knew that there were 24 guys at least. And so they thought they were going to be. So when there were only three girls, they were all kind of like, what the fuck? They were kind of disappointed. And then there were rumblings that the guys were like, there was like one guy that said, like, you know, these girls aren't even as hot as girls that I can pull back wherever and I think it's because he said that because it was Garrett I remember and Garrett even said I said that because I got rejected and I was like being 
defensive you know like it wasn't true they're all really hot as they i mean they're gorgeous as you saw but i was scared that one of those guys were gonna say something like that to them like well you're not even that hot i wouldn't even want to fuck you if it wasn't for this island or something like that i was so scared they were gonna say that to these girls because guys say really mean things when they're rejected we've all heard the story about the cat call where the guy's like hey baby what are you what are you doing and the girl goes fuck you and he goes well you're a fat dumb cunt and the girl's like what because they didn't want to fuck you. You got mean. like, And they say something really mean because they get hurt. So I was always scared these guys were going to get confronted and be like, fuck you. You're ugly or not hot or whatever. And I was like, you have small boobs. Whatever they were going to say to these girls, I was just terrified for them. But every time the guy would just go, you're totally right. And I mean, these guys were probably trying to stay on the show and knew that that behavior wouldn't get them to. And maybe they were – maybe I was wrong. Maybe these guys would never even would have that reaction. But I – you know, I told this to my therapist that my biggest fear is that men are going to say when I reject them, they're going to say, well, you're ugly and I wouldn't want you anyway. The only reason I wanted you was because, you know, you're famous or some other reason other than like I'm attractive. Like they'll be like, I was already taking a, a dive, to, like even wanting to fuck you in the first. Like I always scared they're going to say something mean about my looks. She goes, that sounds like a 15 year old boy. She goes, what happened? And I go, I don't even know what happened. I think maybe that happened to me and I blocked it out because I can't even think of a time that happened. But she goes, that's, that's the fear of a 15-year-old girl like dealing with 15-year-olds. And I go, well, that's, I live with a four-year-old. Like sometimes Andrew acts like a four-year-old. That It's not beyond comprehension that I would date guys that sometimes act 15. But it's true. These are fears of a 15-year-old girl dealing with 15-year-old boys because men do not sometimes progress especially the men that i'm into sometimes get really defensive and say ugly things i mean even i do i slip back into my teenage um you know anger and like really uh mean uh, uh insecure cruel jugular type um things when i when i'm backed into a corner so i said it to this girl i go you know it these women actually inspired me i was dealing i was dating a guy during the show who was behaving like an F-boy. And I was putting up with it so much and just like accepting it because I was just happy to be had, you know? And I didn't want to say anything because I was scared he was going to just be like, okay, fine, let's stop hooking up. And I really liked it. And so I said though, like, but it was becoming to the point where I was really starting to feel like I, I was just kind of taking abuse a little bit or emotional abuse. And it was making me feel so sad. Um, and I wanted to confront him, but I just wasn't brave enough to. But then when I, I said, Nikia, CJ, and Sarah, like week after week when I saw them, I, I was able to concoct a text to this guy and like hold him accountable for behavior that I would have never done before. I saw these girls week after week doing it and the guys actually answering to it and being like, these girls were brave to me. And I was like, I can do this too. So I did it. And I told the woman, I go, and you know what? That guy that used to give me the runaround that wasn't able to commit to me right now, look what I can show you. And I held up my left hand and I got pointed at my finger and then I did the middle finger. I go, fuck you. We're not talking anymore. And I go, and guess what? We're not talking because he didn't want to talk to me. We're not talking because I didn't want to talk to him. And I said, if you don't change this, I'm out. And he didn't. So I was out. And, um, but I liked the little, uh, little switcheroonie of the ring, but it's really hard to do a middle finger with your left hand. That's what I learned. Oh, let's get Andrew in here. Why not? Uh, Andrew! Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother, 
all nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer, and so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does, and it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time, you want it to look really good, and you want it to, like, stand the test of time in terms of, like, fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince, because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year-round. I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. Washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E, Quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Oh my God, you guys, I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. 
At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Andrew. Don't call me kid. Don't Don't call call me me baby. baby. Um, yeah, I've been singing that song a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that line. I don't know what it is about those two, those two it's lines. Illicit Affairs by Taylor Swift. Yeah, I mean, yesterday we had a full-on concert with your dad. Yeah, it was on awesome. Instagram Live. It was awesome. Yeah, it was I filmed so you two, and I felt like you guys like it was a beautiful moment. And I know, like, if we were around a campfire. Like, that was a touching moment for a father and daughter, especially knowing that, like, you guys have had some issues with playing together in the past, you know? And it just, I don't know. It felt great. Mm. Or, I don't know. I'm still, Ah. like, I just, (laughs) you know, I I love my dad, and uh, I just feel... You know, I, I don't know. Like, it, it, was, it was a lot better than our normal jam sessions, but he, um, he just struggles to be invested in me as, like, a guitar player and, like, uh, trying to help me or facilitate me being better or encouraging me. It's, there's just a block for him where he can't comment on it, and it's not because I go, Dad, I know. Like, <laughs> like you know, there's a lot of times where I just go, Dad, shut up. Like, I get it, Dad. Yes. But this is, like, I would like feedback from him and i do think he gave feedback yesterday i think sometimes i don't because you don't get it you don't hear it you're you're blocked to hearing it he goes goes, you're getting good the thing is that that to me is just him placating because he knows that i've complained about him not but then how no 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 no, but uh, let me just finish sorry sorry. that's him just giving me something yes and my dad what i really want from him is actually feedback because he's a really good guitarist he i know that if he did stand up for a year and he was a year in and he showed progress that I've made because I watched videos when I started a year ago I've made substantial progress so I, I I know it's it's happened I I feel and I know that everyone isn't me but you know I kind of was like you know if anyone's as close to who I am it's my dad so like when I he's the only person that I can actually go well I would do this so he should probably do that too because mm-hmm. I am my dad like we act the same <laughs> way in almost every scenario so for him to I would say wow dad like this is really good I like this your timing is good your str- like specifics about like I see that joke structure here's where I, I think you could really um like I, based on my experience a year in because you're obsessed with this in the same way I was, like the exact same way, which I am as obsessed with guitar as my dad was when he first started. And he knows that. He could say, 
it really, you know what helped me a lot was just, and would skip me ahead if I would have learned this before then. Like, mm. hey, put the mic stand behind you. Don't fidget with it. Like little things that he doesn't offer any suggestions to me. Have you asked for like, like almost lessons where he always like, says, let's slow down. Let's not play a song. Let's actually pick apart my strumming. He's not a teacher though. Like, yeah. I, I guess I'm just asking for things that he can't give, but he always tries to teach me something that is so advanced yeah. that it's like I, 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 he'll he'll just start noodling around and showing me a thing and it just becomes him doing something that I am years away from even being able to do or understand based on music theory so all I want him to say is like I, he's just not good at empathizing and like understanding what position I'm in in terms of being a beginner and that's just I said yesterday my my parents struggle with empathy they cannot put themselves in my shoes even though he was once in my shoes and I certainly don't want to be in his because you were calling them uh, those wood shoes they yeah were, you said the shoes they, were made uh, of the same material that the floor was and usually you shouldn't wear shoes in the house but in his case his shoes were the house yeah he wore floors on his feet um <laughs> yeah I was worried about him stepping on other shoes uh <laughs> They were they were like chia shoes. We were waiting for the grass <laughs> to grow. Chia, chia, dude. I love those invent the pet rock. The pet rock Did might be my one? favorite. Were you born in 1971? Why would you even? I'm old enough for the pet rock. Really? No, yeah. dude. No, the pet rock came out in like the the 70s. No, can we check this? I feel like the pet rock was like 1987. Uh, oh, sorry, hon. That's not gonna be- check out. <laughs> That's it. I'm going to say the pet rock was 1974, 1977, but in no way was it 1987. You're off by a decade. It was it was released in 1975. Fuck my life. Dude, I nailed it. How did you know? I because thought, I know shit. But I feel like it was around when I was a kid. I mean, maybe the it was still rock around. The pet made it for 20 years. I mean, it was it became like it was the Tamagotchi of 1975. <laughs> but Tamagotchis, you know, are still around What's now. Tamagotchi? I'm sorry, Gotchi. Wait, you don't know what a Tamagotchi is? No. Just honestly, it's a toy. Okay, what does it do? It's a little round toy. It would be on a keychain. It uh, was digital. It was like kind of like a video game. Is this doing any? No. Uh, You had to, like, it's a little ball that you had to take care of, a little digital thing that you would feed it. And like bathe what the it, hell? you know things you yeah, didn't a, have well, provided for you why, as a child. That's probably why I didn't pay attention to it. You it <laughs> I was a Tamagotchi that never got taken care of. I'm an Andrewgotchi. <laughs> I mean, it was like Sims, but it was like it was so cute. Did you have Tamagotchis, Noah? Yeah, I did. I used to love them. <laughs> I loved them so much. They were so cute. They were like this little ball that would. It looks like the Zoloft c- uh, cartoon. You know that cartoon yeah. that's like a little ball cartoon that like jumps around. On the commercials? Yeah, I think I don't yeah. I don't remember that at all. I do love the pet rock. How did you miss are you a time traveler? Did I might you be. black out from nineteen eighty seven to well the, the Tamagotchi, let me guess when that came out, Noah. I think I bet I I'm really good Dude, at placing dates. I know every toy. The okay. Tamagotchi. I mean I cannot believe you don't know the Tamagotchi. People are listening right now and they're floored. I like the the things you'd put in water and they expand. Those were pretty cool. Uh, oh, the little sp- uh, spongy things in the pills? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay, those. so Tamagotchi is 1990. God, I, I don't, I, you know what? I don't even remember. I'm going to go 1996, 97. 
I'm gonna oh, say Christmas '96 was like when Tamagotchis were like. That's the year it was released in 1996. What the hell? Dude, that's a Tamagotchi. Do you see it? Oh, uh, still, it looks like. Uh, is that the first iPad? iPod? No, it's like a little circle that would be on a keychain. They had three buttons. I guess mm. yeah, three buttons. I kind of re- remember now seeing the three buttons. Dude, I want to play this game where I just guess dates and things. I can. I'm really good with music. You know, from you know, since I was born mm. until now. I'm trying to think of other toys that I could get that you have to guess. Yeah, when was He Man? Oh, He Man was nineteen. Uh, I'm gonna say eighty. Eight through ninety-two, when it was like Feel really like earlier. But I, I, you know, I was three in, yeah. in eighty-eight or uh, four. I'm yeah, gonna, I mean, I'm trying to yeah, think of He-Man like toys was, that were. You didn't have toys or something. I didn't have many toys. I had a couple uh, wrestling. But uh, for Christmas, things. wouldn't you be able, or for um, Hanukkah, weren't you able to ask for like things? And yeah, then, you get eight presents. Mm-hmm. But we usually would only get three on the first night, and then Hanukkah. But wouldn't ended. you get things that you asked for? Like, what would you ask for? I'm trying to remember, I loved I loved wrestling for a little while. I had all the different wrestling figures. I had Junkyard Dog, Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan. I remember Hulk Hogan was in my mom's shower, and I was playing with her razor, like mm-hmm. her razor blade, and I sliced myself. Oh. And I told my mom that Hulk Hogan did it because I thought that would. Me playing with Hulk Hogan, like Hulk Hogan scratched me. Yeah, Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> Scratch Armstrong. Did you yeah. have Stretch Armstrong? I don't think I did, but I would have been jealous. I love Stretch Armstrong so much. Teddy Ruxpin, <laughs> Barbies, um, uh, Creepy Crawlers, um, uh, Little uh, Mini Bake Oven. Um, <laughs> Polly Pocket. Polly Pocket. What about the song? Little My Little um, Pet Shop. It's my kid. No. When I grow grow up, I want no, not be a Toys, Toys R, R Us. Toys R Us kid. I mean, Toys R Us was the just, shit. Oh my god, I you mean, get I, in a toy store. Going in a toy aisle of like a Target or a, even a Value City when my mom would want to go shopping for cheap clothes. A TJ Maxx toy aisles just my buddy dopamine. My buddy, my buddy, <laughs> wherever he, he goes, goes, my my go, my buddy. Uh, doodle kid bears, sister. I said water baby. No one knew what water babies were. What water babies? Those were little rubber, like hollow rubbered babies that were that had nothing in them, and you fill them with water, and they kind of like have the uh, movements of a baby because it's filled with water. It's like a waterbed, oh. but a, a baby, and they're rubber. They're really cute. Some dolls scare the shit out of me. Uh, like yeah. Chucky, like obviously, but like the yeah. porcelain dolls that some people would put around oh, their yeah. house. I never was really into dolls. I liked Barbies. I liked you know. Um, I liked women. Did you have one like raggedy doll that you had since a kid? I always, or a wanted, I always have a wanted something like that. And I never had a velveteen rabbit. I was never a little girl with like a, a, a toy that I would like take around and like chew on and like, you know, rub on my face and it would make me comfortable. I would have really like probably benefited for some some kind of yeah. weighted blanket or something to you didn't calm have a blankie? me. No, I had nothing like that. Did you? There's some girls that go to college and bring their blankie. I have one it's now. It's kind of weird. Oh, yeah. I have a pillow that is like my, if, if this oh, yeah. place you went bring... up in flames, I would I would go get that pillow. Over because... Luigi? No, I mean, obviously not. Yeah. Mm, it's close. Obvi- I mean, obviously <laughs> not. I mean, I, I, did I not say not? I love your uh, kind-hearted answer and then the joke, it, like... <laughs> Like no, I would really... get I would get Luigi, but I would definitely uh, I would what about be sad me or the that pillow. I... You're on your own, buddy. I mean, 
it, the place is burning down because you left the oven on anyway. So uh, you told me to put the pizza box in it. Put the pizza box. <laughs> box. Um, we'll get to that later in the show. The pizza incident that some of you definitely Pizzagate. Pizzagate. Some of you saw in the story. Um, what were we talking about before that? We were talking about uh, oh. Tamagotchis. Um, and then before that, it was oh the pet rock. Oh, oh Chia, my dad. Oh the dad thing. I just, oh, yeah. can I just say, and my dad's not going to hear this, um, but I love him so much, and it was really good to see him yesterday. I hadn't seen him in so long. I just, you know, I I struggle with when he, you know, I only know so many songs. He knows he could play anything. Yeah. And for him to not find a song that we can both play that is easy and I'm the one that has to pick out a song just it doesn't make sense to me where I'm like, where he's like, well, or uh, like it, no, it, it, he's the one that he he doesn't let me pick a song. He's the one that picks a song, and then he never picks, and then he just starts playing, and I have to just guess. Now I'm good enough that I can watch him and just play yeah. along. But initially, I'd be like, well, you just give me the chord progression. He go, it's just um, just watch, just I'm just gonna play it, and then he starts going up the neck and doing bar chords. And I'm like, I don't know bar chords. And- well, what was cool is when you were playing regular like bar chords or regular chords, he started soloing. Off yes. your stuff, that's which what I want him to I do. I think is fun for him. I think he might get bored. He doesn't bored. like that, huh? He oh, doesn't, he doesn't do it because yeah. that's what I always want to do. Is and he doesn't like Taylor Swift songs because he says they're all too fast. But the reason I sing them fast is because he hates them and <laughs> wants me to get through them. It's like when I tell you a story. Yeah, I mean honestly, but I don't get to you know freestyle during it. <laughs> Um, I do want to swim freestyle see. away from you telling me that you're crying because we're in the ocean and the sunset made you think of your with mom. With your floaty tits. Uh, yeah, with my... I mean, that's a reference to a joke. You yeah. just sound like a joke I made that the, yeah. the audience doesn't know, though. Maybe they do. No, they don't. If they saw you in Monterey. I mean, that's well, uh, the tiniest percentage of our fans. Can we talk about how we swam a race? In swimming, and I and I toasted your ass. Yeah, yeah, you did toast my ass. <laughs> I don't know if I toasted you in the butterfly though. I think you. Did oh, one. yeah, I don't know. Freestyle, I was never that good at. Um, and uh, yeah, that makes sense to me that you toasted me. I, I don't I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> we went golfing, or uh, Andrew went golfing last night, and I went uh, on a run. And we, I love that you came. I know I ran it wasn't to really Forest Park, for me, but it um, felt good. And uh, hung out with him while he golfed. It is a that is where all single men are. It's so funny. I posted about it on my Instagram story. Jamie from um, F Boy, Jamie Nice Guy. Okay. Uh, he wrote to me and was like, um, he said something about like, yeah, those guys are there, but like they're probably. He said something about to the illusion of like, to the illusion to alluding to the fact that they are men that are like, probably just like filling their lives with that instead of other things because. You're addicted to golf, yeah. In a way that, I mean, it's unhealthy. Yeah, like you're over, you're you're doing that instead of something else, sure. maybe. And I looked at all these men; they're all like good-looking men that are just there at the driving range at nine o'clock at night. But to me, I wasn't like, damn, maybe I can pick up a guy here. I'm like, I wanted to scream, "Go to therapy!" <laughs> that is and our then therapy. Run off. It's stop it. I you hate hit some this. balls. It's meditative. It's I, I know it's it's great for your mental health to do something active that you love for sure. But I di- I guarantee you nary one of those uh, 20 men swinging uh, their <laughs> aggression towards their fathers away were go actually go to therapy. They were all there. They're all golf is was created for men to avoid their their lives. Yeah. And, and I mean, I get I get that. I, I, I you know, use pot and guitar and 
Reddit and stuff like that to to skip mine. But I was I, at first I was like, oh my god, I should come here and like go with Andrew more often and meet a guy. But I don't want a guy that goes to the driving range. Yeah, it's kind of like a real life video game or the gym. You know what I mean? Like people that are addicted to video games and they'll play for hours. Yeah, I mean, golf. Those guys were focused. Golf takes up. I mean, golf is a beautiful sport, man. I I I, I appreciate it more and more the older I get because I really can't play other sports because then I tear my hamstring. Mm-hmm. You know, golf you could play until you're 100. My grandpa started playing golf at 70. Yeah, and won his club championship B division. Got to throw that out. Sorry, grandpa. No, you definitely can at play 74. in an elderly league. What did my dad say? The um, <laughs> the senior tour. Yeah, the senior tour. No, I'm not. I will never be that good, but. My, you could. Why not? My grandpa Henry used to fart. Do you really not think you could play in the senior tour? I mean, it starts at 50, so I'd have nine years to get. I mean, you play four. You could play if you played four hours a day for 365 <laughs> days times nine. I think that would be 10,000 10, hours. And yeah. then you could be an expert. Potentially. My grandpa used to fart during my backswing and and <laughs> claim that it wasn't on purpose. It was unbelievable. Like on command. And uh and then he died. Dude, of, like, you can stomach get thirteen thousand hours in nine years, and that—that's playing four hours a day. Well, I'm not going to play four hours. a so day. If, do so if two hours, do two hours. So four times. Well, a all week. you need is ten thousand hours, and you've probably already done about you know twelve hundred. So let's not. You only need about eight thousand probably to complete right. this. So check 8, in in nine years if I divided by four, two thousand, and then divide that by three sixty five. Uh, you could you could in five years <laughs> playing four hours a day you could get ten thousand hours and for seven days a week that's too many that, that, I know so so but that means oh, in, oh, if you oh, add oh, up to oh. ten years you could definitely get that in look I'm not ruling it out but that, that's not my focus mm. because that's a goal that's so unlofty like a golf club like a four iron on like that's a goal that's that's so unlofty yeah no it's lofty yes. It's not unlofty would be uh, a pitching wedge. Okay. Well, all I have to say is <laughs> why w- I honestly would not be do anything if I c- didn't think I could be on the senior tour of it. Why? Because I want to be the best at things or at least in the top of everything that I do. I mean, I, I run, but I know I'm never going to be the best at that. That to me is meditative, but I'm not obsessed with it like you are. Like, I do it like you know three times a week. If so I, you're only playing guitar to be the best singer songwriter ever, not the best, but the best that I can be, and, yeah. and which I do th- believe I could be. I could be as good as senior senior tour level of golf at that level. Like a hundred percent, I could be that good. Here's the thing: the senior tour guys, most of them have been playing at my age. They were already playing. Ten, they already have 40,000 hours, so I'm catching up. That's all I'm saying. I'm but, just, but what I'm saying, those people have wives and kids, and you don't have that shit, and you can actually get in more hours than them. That's and that's too. why I like feel like I was getting on the plane the other day, walking on the tarmac or like the gate, the hallway, and these two old guys were behind me, two senior tours, and they saw my guitar, and the guy goes, oh, is that a you know big viola or a tiny guitar? I'm like, oh, it's a guitar, and he's like, I go, I, I'm not good. I just started playing a year ago and I'm uh, like obsessed with it. So I bring it with me everywhere. And I go, do you play? And he's like, no, God, I wish. I. He goes, stay with it. Stay with it. Because when you get older, you can't do it. And I go, I am older. And I started a year ago. <laughs> and he goes, 
no, stay. You, 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 you can do this. He goes, I gave up because I, I started at, I started the piano at 28 and I go, I, I'm too old for this. And I go, I'm 37 and I'm so happy that you assumed I was probably in twenties <laughs> based on, it was the first time anyone, I did have a mask on. Yeah. And then when I have a mask on, I, people tell me I look like Jennifer Lawrence. So I, things are good when I have a mask on. No one's ever told me I look young for my age. Never. Not one time has anyone said, and I hear it said to every other woman <laughs> in the world. No, You've never heard that. The only time was DeMarcus Ware on oh, uh, yeah, on Dancing years. with the Stars where he said, you're 35? What? I could have, sw- I swear to God, when I met you, I thought you were 33. Can I say something? That's the though? only time it's happened, and that's two years. That was a joke to me. You have a very, like, strong appearance where, like, how do I put this? Where it's, uh, it's I really not... think we should get to the news before you go any deeper here. But I've never been told I look I young, mean... and I don't want the besties to slide in and say I look young because I know I don't. I no, look my I don't age. think you age. I think you you kind of stay exactly at the I same age. I looked thirty seven when I was eighteen. Well, then you just stayed thirty seven. I mean, look at this picture of me. From... No, a lot of us look older when we were look like at this picture 20. of me when I was eighteen. I look honestly the same, and I have to say I'm pretty proud of it. But I look I look thirty seven in this. That's my point. You don't age past a certain number. Look at this picture. Doesn't that look like me now? Pretty much. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's my point. All right. Good. Well, Does that make that sense? Settles it. Yes. I hope I stay this way forever. I always look thirty seven. I thirty seven is a great age to look. It's a great age. I'll, I'll go up to 44. You know what? And I, then I want to stop. Uh, let's get to the news. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. Yeah, I hope you're having a great time out there. We know we love Tuesdays. And today's Tuesday. Get yourself a taco. Get yourself a uh, tambourine. Have all the swells out there. Okay. Um, who do do I tell him it's not Tuesday? Do you like what? What do we do here? Oh shit! Fucking Jeff Saturday over here. It's uh, Jeff Wednesday, isn't it? Yeah, it's Jeff Wednesday. You're. It's Wednesday, Andrew. You're going tomorrow to see Brenna. You just wrote uh, a tweet about it or an Instagram yeah. post about it. <laughs> I mean, I don't even you just let's get to the news. It's Ooh. Wednesday. Hope you're having all the swells. That was Tuesdays. unlofty, boy. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Luigi is falling asleep on your lap. It's so cute. When asked about hosting Bachelor in Paradise and being a comedian in the age of cancel culture, David Spade responds, it's very dicey. It's very tricky. So David was interviewed recently. And ask him about Bachelor of Paradise. God, I'm so sick of hearing about David Spade. I'm just kidding. That's oh. all I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, she slipped. No, okay, so what did he say? He said, uh, yeah, I know, I, yeah, I've heard him say this stuff. Yeah, I mean, essentially. But do, do you think he, you watch him on Bachelor in Paradise? Oh, yeah, he was great. He's so, I mean... He was so funny on this. Like it was, it was kind of they. They showed enough. They showed more comedy from him than they allowed for me on F Boy. Like they didn't let me go in any like real long of any of my bits. They cut him down. Um, but for him, they let some stuff really go. Is is so fun. What he does this bit about crabs at the end of the first episode, like say? during the credits, about his room having crabs in it. Like he's like, and he he worked it out with me in a voice memo. I think because he was telling me about his. Accommodations. He goes. I don't want to say that. Um, dump. Who said dump? It's a strong word that they put me up in a dump. But uh, yeah, there's like crabs all over my room. My room has six crabs in it at 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 all times. He goes. There's nowhere they're not. He was like, you open a cabinet and there's a crab just like eating a triscuit. Like you you want some of this? There's like he was saying. I don't. 
He goes, they're, and they're not like Sebastian, like little mermaid crabs that have like a good personality. These crabs, they're walking sideways. They're shifty. Like he hates, his his rants about crabs are so funny. They really. He just has crabs in his room? Yeah. And this, uh, when they were in Mexico, they were just like, yeah, it's crab season. Or like, he's like, we'll get them out. <laughs> and he like complains it's to the guy. It's season. And the guy goes, oh, I'll go get the, I'll, I'll bring you a crab broom. <laughs> What does a crab broom entail compared to a regular broom? I'm guessing it's just a broom that that pushes the crabs out. (laughs) And I really hope these crabs aren't injured with the broom. I I think they probably are. But um, yeah, cancel culture, he was saying it's tricky. Yeah, he says, uh, I mean, he goes, you used to have to say anything to go as far as you could to push the envelope to get attention. Yeah. And people would be like, I like this guy. He's pushing it. But now you say one wrong move and you're canceled. It's a very tough world out there. I think all comedians have gone together in a way to say we just have to keep doing what we're doing and people that come to shows will appreciate it. But you get an outsider that comes in and goes, I was so offended. The intent is not to be mean. If the intent is to do it as a joke or a spin or something and it is mean to people, but you're just making fun of that, I don't think that's horrible. Yeah, if there's, if you're... You know, if you're on stage and you do a joke about rape and it's like making the victim out to be the one that we're like, ha, ha, then like, come on, that's yes. not that's mean. But talking about the subject of something and people going, oh, it's just like, shut up. I make one joke about like my hotel being um, having a scale in it and a magnifying mirror. And I'm like, it's like makes me want to jump out the window i'm like i did i got the suicide suite i was like is this the bourdain bungalow and people go oh and i'm like (laughs) he killed himself do you guys not know that i hate that i did i just did i say something wrong is that because he did kill himself in a hotel room is that my fault or am, am i making more am i making light of his death no i'm just acknowledging that he took his life there he was also in a bungalow who doesn't want to die in a bungalow no, he was actually in like a, 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 regular a, a nice uh, hotel in, in uh, France in like this. What? Um, France. I mean, the ironic part is Spade has this job because Chris Harrison got canceled for and he's not a comedian over over <laughs> one line defending, ba- defending that girl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's all kind of crazy. Um, I was really upset by someone's cancellation recently. Who was it? Someone got. Oh, the Jeopardy host on his podcast 10 years ago. The guy that made himself the host of Jeopardy is a producer on Jeopardy, Mike Richards. Oh, that's how it happened? He got canceled because he, uh, his host on the show, like his Andrew Collin, like this girl that's like a buddy of his, they were joking about her working like some kind of convention in a booth and he called her like, oh, you're one of those booth sluts, like booth whores. And he got canceled for that. That. And she was joking with it. So someone did. She, she someone gonna, went through his podcast. Yes. ten years. I mean, that person should be canceled. The person that goes, "I'm going to find that something person, you said wrong ten years that ago." That person has date raped before and probably worse. Like the person that goes to those lengths is a terrible. Per- Anyone who's one of these people that's like these gotcha guys yeah, that goes out and like roots so around. They are they're bad people too. They've done heinous things, and that's why anyone who's super loud about you did this, like you shouldn't do that, they either think thoughts that are so awful that they have to like, that's why they hate people that think the same thoughts and want to call them out because then it deflects that that's, you know, whenever I get mad at you about something, it's because it's something that I hate about myself. (laughs) And so it's Well, maybe their dad bordained himself in a booth, you know? That was, um, I mean, that was a callback to something that everyone would get, but it just, 
I would rather you call back to something that we did at a show, a show for four people. Bourdain at a show? I mean, uh, Luigi's face right now, I wish you could see it, is how I feel about that joke. Wow, I thought it was pretty eyes good. eyes are I rolling mean, in you... the back of his head, and his eyes are squinting it like was... he's about to fall asleep, but they're also rolling. It was B and B, right? Uh, you know? And... I'm going to take a picture of Luigi's face right now so you can see how Like it was like Bourdain. he is. Booth, Bourdain Bungalow. It was a nice drive, booth, and I say booth, that um, as a liar. Okay, next story. Booth. Yeah, I wish, uh, what's his name, John Wilkes Booth would come in here and put that joke out of its misery. <laughs> to an, I'll be here like Mary Todd, like, he's right here. <laughs> you freaking point me out? Yeah. yeah that is rude, dude. Even though I love this play that we're watching and I want to see how it ends, I would rather see how you end. You don't like the play. You would have left during it. I know. I really don't care for play. <laughs> I'm so bored at plays. Next story. A man goes viral after he posts why he was ghosted by his date. Uh, gay man, by the way. Uh, mm -hmm. The message from the man he went on the date with said, hey, man, sorry for not messaging until now. I enjoyed our date last week. But when you said the phrase, put my thinking cap on, it kind of gave me the ick. So I wasn't really interested in pursuing things. Also... Do you know any like soul funk hip hop disco kind of vibes DJs in Manchester? Wait, so then he asked for music re yeah, recommendations after yeah, saying like yeah, I didn't like Yeah, you saying Tell me again what he said. What was the He said put my thinking cap on. It turned him off. I mean, I'm sure a phrase Maybe he doesn't turned... like condoms. Is that what a Is that a euphemism for a condom? I wish you didn't say that joke. Really? No, we can't do um, this to each other because no, we we'll both like just they'll just be dry uh, air forever. No, yeah, I no, agree. There, there are sometimes that someone says something like really <laughs> nerdy, and I'm like, Ugh. but there's no way I would ever tell the person that, and I would be embarrassed that that would be a thing that would make me turn off by someone. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell them. <laughs> Luigi is falling asleep in your lap. It's so funny. Have you ever fallen asleep in class and you just like your head oh. like doing that? He's looking at me like I'm a teacher. Like he's, I'm trying to. <laughs> I have to film this, you guys. I'm so sorry. It's so I hope cute. people at home aren't falling asleep like, I know. like I, Luigi. It's just worth it. Um, okay, so what What I think is that, yes, I might be also irritated, but thinking cap wouldn't bother me, though. Has Can you think of anything that anyone's ever said that has made you go, ugh? When Noah, I first, what about you? Uh, when I first wrote Brenna back, I, I sent the back emo like an emoji or two emojis, and mm. it almost killed it for me. Right. She was like... Uh, okay. What emojis maybe, did you send? I don't know. I'd have to look through. Yeah, but she was just like, "What are these?" Ugh, like, uh, just I write know. something well, original. She's what are you 25 doing? Twenty-five and you're forty-one, so it, it like it maybe showed your age. And, yeah, and it was a, uh, the pet rock emoji. <laughs> it was a pet rock and a tomagachi. <laughs> the uh, the what was I going to say? Oh, someone said they should have responded to that question. Let me put my thinking cap on about the DJs. Like, throw it back at the guy. Oh, that would be funny. I yeah. mean. Yeah, I, I mean, th this this guy is in the right to call this guy out uh, for, publicly. Yeah, that's a dumb reason to give for why you're not feeling someone. And I don't know. It, what it, has been it makes the me most... so scared that I'm going to, you know, like w when I go on dates sometimes, like uh, I I worry that it's going to be one thing I say. Yeah, but oh, you, know you what? say. If there's one thing that I say, they don't. The other night I was like uh, going on this thing and I was meeting someone and I go, 
you know, I was talking to Noah, like, what should, like, is there any advice you can give me based on, you know, the Getting To I Do book? Like, what, stay in this feminine energy, whatever it is. And then I was like, I don't even know if I like this person yet. I feel like this book is more for, like, when you do like someone and you're like, I want this person. I want to, like, focus in and and I want to be in a committed relationship. I'm ready for that with this person. And I go, I don't even know if I like this person. I'm just going to be me. And me was telling this guy that I've read a book called Getting To I Do <laughs> and that I don't know if I'm a masculine or feminine energy woman. I love that, by the way. I love the honesty and the openness. I and- go, my friends are going to laugh so hard when I tell, like, you're not, not only are you never supposed to disclose that you've read this book to the person that you catch yes. through using it, but you are not ever, like, it's, it's, you're just never supposed to reveal anything about it, let alone give the person the title and say that I've picked up a book called this i mean it's just and i told the guy i because i also i love asking guys um and, and and this guy is someone that i was like just I, well, we, I was feeling it out i didn't even know if i liked him or not but i i like this question of like what's the number one problem in a relationship that you've had like that so if i asked your ex-girlfriends what would they say is your biggest flaw in a relationship like what do you leads to conflict that you bring to the table you know and uh, I, I'm not gonna say what he said, but I'll say what I said was, um, I think I can be, and I shouldn't have said this. This was a moment where I go, I didn't even know if I like this person or not. Still, still don't. But I go, I think I just shot myself in the foot, whether or not, because I go, I think that guys think I'm clingy, and he was just like, uh, and I go, and the truth is, when I like someone, I like to touch them a lot, and I like to spend a lot of time together, and. I think I get pegged as clingy not because because I have someone who's very I like my space and I like to be like it's, mm-hmm. it's that was an app or that's, that's a website you're still on you and your pet rock uh, you like my space too right so um, friendster so uh, I I said I get clingy and you can see this guy's like horror in his face yeah. kind of of just like what do you mean by that and I was just like honestly it's because. Any guy that would say that didn't like me. And if you like me, you're going to love the fact that I want to fuck you a lot and like hang out with you. But if you don't, and if you're scared of commitment, I mean, I w- I've described guys that I didn't like that really liked me as clingy when really they that would have been a perfect amount of affection for a guy I liked. So it's I think you get labeled clingy if you're pursuing someone who doesn't actually like you. Whereas if you yes. if the person liked you, they would they wouldn't call it's that not clingy. clingy. It's just yeah, because uh, I'm not wanna... someone who's like I go because he goes, are you like do you need to check in? You need to know where they are. And I'm like, no, I've yeah. never been that way. Like I'm the, I literally am the least jealous person in a relationship that I've ever known. And and I'm like I'm flawed in many ways but in terms of jealousy I think people get think clingy is jealousy and like where are you tell me tell me you love me I need to check in and I don't think I'm that I'm just like you I just want wanna, I want to just like snuggle sometimes and then I want you to get the fuck away from me when I when I want you to as well so I don't know what um by doing that by telling them about the book by being honest about being clingy what is your takeaway from that because this guy still wants to hang out with you is there a level, like a, rel- relevation, a revelation in the sense of, oh, maybe I wasn't, maybe it's not right to I didn't tell you that things. I didn't do the book. Huh? I didn't say that I didn't do the book. I just told him I told him about the book. But I didn't say that I wasn't still using things from the book that would have defied the way I would behave before. But actually, aren't, aren't, 
aren't um so it was a contrary. hybrid it, it's not contrary to how i would actually it, the book essentially you can you can look at it as like oh you're tricking a guy you're doing things opposite of how you normally would do things but there are a lot of things in life not just about getting men that you know are not giving you the results you want yeah you know like i just saw this guy on instagram like like if you were working out and someone and and you read a book that was like here's how to have bigger muscles would you think that's like just be yourself and just do the curls that you know that's you're not being yourself man you're reading a book to learn how to do it it's like mm-hmm. yeah because this is actually going to give me the results i want as opposed to the things i've been doing which i don't i'm not an expert in human behavior and so uh, it's based on getting what you really want in life. And I just Can saw I, this tweet. What? But my only question is this, is that Oni, Oni fans, uh, which is mid to next story, actually. Uh, do you think that it's your actions, like what you would learn from the book or who you're choosing? I mean, I think a lot of it is like you're saying like, oh, I'm not getting what I want. But is it so much your actions, or it's the the person that you're deciding to be with? No, I think it's I think it's a mixture of both. I think that um, the the book doesn't work on someone who isn't gonna be the right person for you. Is the the thing if someone can't give you a commitment and you want one with them, this book isn't going to to trick them into doing that. What this book gives you is someone that is able to give you what you want. It facilitates that quicker than um, the way you've been going about it. Okay. So like. You know, I just, I, I, and now I'm, I don't even have to think about like, oh, I should answer it this way and phrase it this way. It's like, it comes kind of natural to me because I'm like, oh, I do, I don't want to open this door. I, I actually want him to order. I really want him to go get the waitress and say that we want dessert. I don't really want to get up and do that. Whereas before I would be like, I'll just do it real quick because I like, like things moving uh. fast. It's just like, oh, it's kind of nice letting someone else do it and just being more receiving when really, because I like things done so fast that being slower it's like actually giving me what i want which is like just calmness and then that way i i don't it's not as frantic which i is more my masculine energy and it's it's exhausting to be that way constantly next story only fans oni has backed down from its plans to ban explicit content i knew it after being blasted by creators and members i have a theory i also know why they did it i got i i found out it's not because the kid stuff yeah, it was about, uh, you know, possible child porn and, and people not wanting to be associated with that. Yes. I think it would be brilliant if their marketing team knew that by doing this, it would be all over the papers for free. And they get free marketing and then they back off from it. And it only brings more eyes to the website. You're not. Uh, you were also someone who thought Lady Gaga's dog walker set up I wasn't the way off. attack and... Uh, and you always have these conspiracy theories of like, I think I think that guy's brother died because he wanted to post about his brother dying and get some likes for it. Sure. I think he killed his brother instead of he had died of an opioid addiction. Like you always like think the worst things of people. But I mean, that, that that's actually kind of a good conspiracy theory. <laughs> I, I kind of support it. <laughs> um, I think it's a long way to go about things. And I think honestly, it is so risky. And companies, especially I mean, tech I've- companies are so risk adverse. Just based on like what I know from TV and like these multimedia companies that have so much money and so much wealth and so many investors, they never take any risks. That's why you see nothing interesting on TV or in music or it. It's all 
there's so little things that actually are unique and when they are and you're like Billie Eilish it's so different she's in her bedroom with her brother and she sings like a baby it's like all of that was precedented like it's it was it was she was popular before people invested in her no one takes risks so that to me seems like a huge risk that maybe they could have um predicted would work out but I don't know I mean and on record I don't want anyone to die for someone to get likes that no, I didn't say you wanted someone to die. You said you, I was just presenting an, an outlandish scenario where <laughs> you kind of go, I, I think this guy's kind of happy his brother died because he's getting lots of likes. You didn't say that. You just go, it's interesting. Like he seems to be benefiting I from it. Me. And I'm like, I think he's mourning and trying to share his feelings because he doesn't usually do that. And social media is a good, good way to. I think feel. you're just he's turning a negative into a positive. That's all. No, but you were being suspicious and kind of like, Ugh, this guy using this. We got to go to break. Let's get back. <laughs> into it when we come back with Why Do I Care? Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time. Self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good hey girlfriends it's me carol fisher 
I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. You know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Andrew, why do I care? I have no idea. Why do I care? I mean, I don't know if you're going to care about this one. You ready? Yeah. Gwen Stefani's ex-husband, Gavin Rosdale. What did she do? Gavin Rosdale is dating a 20-something-year-old. I saw this on Demois. Do you know her name? No. Oh, it's it's Gwen. That's right. It's Gwen. You said you didn't have a problem dating a guy who dated a girl that looked like you. Oh, I would love it. I'd go, What about yep. same name? Ah, don't mind. Ironically enough, Pete Lee texts me last <laughs> night and says, I'm dating a girl. Her name is Nikki. And I go, it kind of irritated me only because I'm like, I wanted to be the only Nikki in your yes. life. But um, yeah, I guess I got kind of a little bit more jealous than I would have if she just looked like me. And uh, it turns out she's even better looking than me. She looks uh, 36. And oh. uh, no, um, no, I actually was, I, li- I liked it. Nikki. I love that because I knew that he probably one of the first things they probably talked about was me because he was probably like one of my best friends is named Nikki. And so I got I was like, oh, I bet their courtship involved a story of me. And maybe she Googled me and was like, God, this guy has dated a pretty hot girl uh, that made his uh, currency go up (laughs) because you said that to me recently where you said that I probably helped someone stock a little bit because their girlfriend knows that I I have gone for them before and she probably likes him more because. We had dated. Yes, I think that I think that definitely can. That happen. makes me feel good. Uh, Gwen, um, I mean, she dates Blake Shel- Blake Shelton, who is a, a, a musician 
who was kind of like the um the uh, and I'm sure he has a bush. Bush beer? I mean Gavin Gavin is from Bush, uh, the band. <laughs> and I glycerine. Bet, like, so, I yeah. bet he uses glycerine in that bedroom, boy. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Gwen Singer's twenty six. She's like an Instagram thought model. Like I mean, you know, it is what it is. I bet they met on Raya. I haven't seen him on Raya, but I bet they met on... Or Instagram. Maybe Instagram. God damn, he's so cute. Uh, he reminds me of Billy Crudup, who is my number one. Oh, yeah. They it's that long, like, like, curly hair that it seems like he ages around his his uh, hairline. Like, his hairline stays strong. Oh, really? I haven't seen his hairline in a while, but um, good for him. And Gwen Stefani looks like she's 26, and I wonder if the girl talks <laughs> like this... She was so cool. I guess she's, she's still so cool. She's so cool. She's still I real. mean, she's still, it's, there's a little, you know, and I'm not someone who likes to mouth out about celebrities, but um, there's a part of me that resents how young she looks and stays looking. And it looks exhausting to me is all I'm going to say. There's sometimes I look at J-Lo and these girls that just stay young and I know how much work it takes. And I just go, Gwen, I'll like you if you, if you gain weight and if you have hair, if I see your roots and if you don't have fake eyelash, like I'll still like, we'll still like you. You're still talented. And maybe I'm just talking to myself. <laughs> Let's get to Slice of Life. It's our special segment today, uh, Wednesday. It's where we take a moment from our life, a recording, a video that happens, you know, when we don't know we're on camera or, you know, we just take it outside of the studio. And we dissect it and talk about it. Today's slice of life <laughs> is uh, a video I captured the other day while Andrew was taking a pizza out of our oven. Um, and he did not know I was filming him. But I started filming him about a minute and a half after he had already been struggling to get this pizza out. If you haven't seen it, he did post it on his Instagram, um, on his main post, Andrew T. Collin, on there. You can watch it. The feedback I got from this was incredible, and I do want to go through some of the comments that people wrote in, but let's go ahead and listen to what happened, and uh, I will uh, narrate. You can also chime in. So he's trying to get... You can, like, pull up the rack, maybe, and make it easier. He's trying to get uh, the pizza out of the oven on the top rack uh, uh, with a plastic spatula. spatula, and he has a plate in his left hand, and he's putting the spatula in. He's refusing to pull out the rack like I suggested, but that's okay. Um, he is now attacking it from the right side and kind of moving it. Oh, it seems to be working. It's shifting out. It's moving off the rack. It's, um, oh, now it's being pushed further back. Um, it's, oh, well, it's, he seems to be making progress. Okay, it's moved an, uh, about a half an inch forward. Now he is putting the spatula underneath it, still not pulling out the rack or attempting to do so. Now the the pizza has now slipped. Oh, this is the video isn't shot right, but the he's looking for a um a a a, a, a holder. So the, the what happens to the pizza is that it falls between two of the the racks, like two of the little um, bars on the rack, and then half of the pizza just starts is completely vertical, going down and slipping and dripping into the pizza oven, and um. He's looking for a pot holder or something to pull out the rack. Um, and I said, you know, I don't think sometimes I think boys are so scared of things that they don't need to be scared of, like burning their hand on a rack. You can just use a paper towel kind of like it, it wouldn't burn you. And I think that pe guys just don't understand that they are so cautious. It's so funny because men are so daredevils, sporty, strong, <laughs> calloused hands, but they can't. They're so scared of a rack and they need to find a, a 
an oven mitt instead of just using a paper towel to like gently pull out a rack. You could just ball it up. You could just do two, you know, ball it yeah, in a way that yeah. it was just crumpled. You could use a, like an old napkin, and um, and you refused to pull out the rack. It slipped into the thing, and then, and then. Well, I used to have a joke only about uh, like four years ago where I've never used an oven in my life. Uh, right. I, I thought about how like an oven compared to a microwave, it's like. It just shows like a sign of like you have to be an adult now. Like it's time to have a family. Yeah. But uh, so That's I never I really said about rolling joints. I'm like, why would I roll a joint when instead of putting it in a, a, a pipe? I go, that's like it's like microwaving uh. versus a joint is like an oven. And it's just like it's the same shit. Yeah. Same shit. I agree. Well, I mean, some people would say bagel bites. Do you oven or do you microwave? Some would just say you got a toaster oven because then it's not as crispy. Then it's too chewy. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, There's something that makes you feel like you're Jata de Laurentiis when you just put a frozen pizza in an oven or like anything that could be microwaved in an oven. Like I feel like I'm suddenly Emerald. I think Lugasi. I just. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like you got to. But I, I, I feel do like feel I get, really I get frustrated because like I, I've, I must have eaten probably 12 pizzas in the last, you know, three month. Days, yeah. Yeah. Three, three hours. And, uh, and I've taken it out of there the same exact way. Yeah. It's so annoying when it, when you do something on your own thousands of times. And then when you have one audience member or 10 audience and then you, it just doesn't go the right way. Yeah. And it was just very frustrating. And I was but just like, I got I it. I would almost or argue. I know when you the I got it. I just want to play the I got it again because <laughs> you can hear. I should have seen the anger that would proceed or proceed this video coming with this I got it. And I just want to I just want to ask if the way I say pull the rack out is um what you would can you say the word? What's that? Uh naggy. naggy. Is it is it naggy? But and there, I I really want to I really want to know because I I promise you I'm trying not to be a nag and I I was I was observing this for a while and thinking about how I want the tone of my voice to come across cuz first of all, I was filming so I knew I'd be accountable to it. And also, I know that Andrew doesn't want me to be, I didn't want to be like, pull the rack out, dummy, which is what I wanted to say, um, because it was so frustrating to watch. Or like, that's my initial, that's like in the back, that's a little devil on my shoulder, right? So I just want to know if my tone was naggy. And then listen to his, I got it. You can like pull up the rack maybe and make it easier. Oh, <laughs> my all get it wasn't that bad. It, I sense so much hatred in it. I, I thought if that was like the ocean coming out like before tsunami and everyone goes, oh my God, look at it. It's so fun. We can go play out in the sea. And then i that's what I did. I go, oh my God, this is going to be so fun. And then when you, at the end, when you catch me filming you and you go, fuck you, i that's when it was like, that was when I saw the wave and I start. I should have started running. It was, but I also I mean, shouldn't have been out in the surf poking around. Well, yes, and the tsunami started like, on the golf course. Well, the earthquake started way before that. Yeah, yeah, and it was like rumbling through the ocean. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the the uh, before yeah. that there the was Richter there scale was had noticed a couple. Uh, yeah, little. I bumps. know it's not fun to be called a, a nag a, a nagging person. But you know, I you know, I yeah. There's no other word for it, I guess. Yeah, I mean the the the. Uh, What's a man when he's a nag? Like, what do people say? I mean, you're such a know it. You're such a boss. 
Um, yeah. Thank you, sir. I'll do whatever you say. What yeah, is it you're called? such a Jeff Bezos. Yeah, you're such a um, earner. Um, can I blow you more? What is it called? Uh, yeah, I don't know. But you're like, a well, bi- you're you're a winner. There's all all you want as a woman is not to be a nag, not to be a whore, not to be a tease. Those are my three things that I don't <laughs> want to be more than anything in the world. I'd rather be a bitch, a cunt. Like my mom is her trigger word is bitch. Yeah, you can't even call her a b, which I amended it to because I used to realize if you said bitch, she would fly off. And so sometimes I would go for the jugular, as my dad said, and call her a bitch when I was really mad. And my mom cannot handle it. I can handle bitch and cunt. I can't handle. I and now I can handle nag. But um, I felt like when I said nag is nagger, hard. Nagger yesterday or a couple days ago, it it triggered you. Like that's like a that word, wasn't it? Oh well. I mean, it sounded like the N word, so that wasn't fun to hear really loud in our apartment building. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, I guess that word isn't that great. Yeah, it was funny almost that I was like, the old, that's the N word for women is <laughs> nagger. <laughs> I mean, I feel I can't. I don't even feel comfortable saying yeah, that right now. It's just and you the screamed R's at me. There. You go, you're a, and I was just like, easy, dude. We have neighbors. God, Christ. Na- don't say neighbor. <sighs> neighbor. Uh, the uh, yeah, but b- b- before that, there was like a, a a comment about me not charging the battery. On my thing. So no, I think it was, it was like, like we, an addition. We have to one like, of those like um, hypervolt things I put on my Instagram where it's like and it like a massager thing that like goes and uh, he had been using it and he on his arm and he he just left it on like the, the green light was on. I saw it on the couch and I go, hey, um, and I, I, I believe I said it like this. You correct me. I think I just said, hey, you should turn this off because it, the battery runs out. And so I just turned it off and I just go next time just turn it off. And then I put it down and then. That that was right before the pizza incident, and oh boy, <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I just uh, it's it yeah. It's it was, a combination of things. It was the biggest I, fight we've ever had. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a blow. It was like Jerry Springer levels of screaming, and it ended pretty funny. I I'm I, I'm surprised you didn't. We literally go. It's because you yelled. It's because of your mom, and I go. You're your dad. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear that part until you told me later on. I just was like. I think I yelled, go, go to therapy. I go, go to therapy, your work it out. This is all about your mom, dude. It's not me. Fucking deal with it. And then I <laughs> screamed and left and then uh, laughed on my run and, and had a pretty good run. Got to be honest. <laughs> I'm sure you probably had your best time. ever. There was a, a rainbow on my run. And I was like, I was right. No, no, no. I, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't think that at all. Final thought. There was also a rainbow after our storm, uh, much like, you know, rainbows show up after a lot of uh, storm. We, I, I was able to reflect upon it. We didn't talk that night. I, I went um, out and then I got home and you were already asleep. And, uh, and I knew, I mean, I knew you were just like on the phone with Brenna, just texting her about it. Like, I'm sure she was like, you guys were just talking shit and which, which is fine it's like we you got you go off in your corner and you like you talk to the people who you love you and you vent and you get yeah. support so i was just like oh i'm sure he's just in there like saying how much he hates me once looking at places to move in with her and like moving out stuff like that all that whole thing am i, I am i wired i know i know <laughs> you so well dude i could predict i bet i could honestly verbatim like f- know exactly what you t- like texted her everything like i just know 
Um, but maybe I'm wrong. But I think that you probably were like, I'm going to fucking move out. And you probably Googled like two bedroom apartment, what you could get for that. And, One like, bedroom. Yeah. And then you were like, I could just do the pod. Like, I don't even need the podcast. You probably looked at your contract to see if like, if I fired you from this, would you be able to stay on? Like, I didn't look at that. I mean, that's a little extreme. Really? But I guess you, you had those thoughts. Yeah, that's what I'm No, doing. no, no. I just was thinking like, no, I didn't have those thoughts. Like, I was just like. <laughs> This, I mean, I, I go. Can are we gonna? What are we gonna do tomorrow? Because I don't ever. I don't want to fight on this podcast. And I was like, ugh. You know, I texted Noah, being like, "We're fighting right now. I don't know if we're gonna make up by tomorrow. What do we do? What What's the protocol yeah. here?" And um, and I was like, "I'm not gonna not do the show with him if we're fighting. Like, I'm not gonna be like, um, Andrew's sick today because I told him <laughs> to go to therapy and screamed at him about the pizza. And so, um, yeah. So I just I I we had to, but it was the morning and we uh I had to do the podcast. And so I was like, and I know that like for me, I just need to get an apology out without like interruptions. And so I just like wrote it in a card and was like able to write it much easier than." It's really like nice. saying it. And so I just put a card in front of your door. Um, thank God I have so many cards in my room. And I was like, oh, this card. You already had that card. Yeah, I, I thought you would drove the walker. That's insane. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, that I takes away everything. Up. Really? No, no but no, I mean, like nervous. the card. Uh, it was the I perfect card for you. I just that like gets on people's nerves has like a card for each thing they no, fuck it up. Was, it's a number one best friend. And it was said like, I'm so grateful for I forget what the inside said. Sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. Yeah, it said. I was projecting. Yeah, the, it's a uh, projector screen. It was like, what do I have in common with this? Well, <laughs> I did it all over you. Um, yeah, I mean, I just like saw what I contributed to it and was uh, realized that I don't need to do that, be that way, and I want to be better. And yeah, it worked out. And then we ran into each other at Starbucks. Yeah. And, and he I had already read the card. I was walking the dogs. We ran into each other at Starbucks. I was picking him up breakfast and a coffee to be like, here you go, like, buddy, I'm sorry. We hugged, and it was all good. Yeah, and I wrote you a text, a pretty long text that I didn't send yet, and then you just read it on yeah, my phone. Yeah, you just handed me your phone. <laughs> and, then, and then I watched her read it, and I, I don't know. I think we I think we both had, like, whatever. I mean, it, it is what it is. I, 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 I feel like we both, like, really want the best for each other it's just getting it's our own brains getting in the way sometimes yes and egos it's all about like when you like that jocko willing think yesterday that i was sharing like when you let someone's whatever throw you off mm -hmm. and make you explode in a way it's up to you like i don't i know there's no free will and i i'm certain of that but i do know that there are things in my arsenal of self-care that I can do instead of when I feel provoked and, and feel like screaming at someone and going for the jugular like I did with you, that I can, there's other options and that I can turn to those and that I also know that that is my, if I were centered and like liked myself and felt good about myself and mm -hmm. um, was really tapped into my love for you and like gratitude for you, it wouldn't have bubbled up like that. So it remind it's a reminder for me that like I need to do better and like, and I don't, and you were like, I don't want you to be like typical towing around me and feel like you're a bad person. I was like, I don't, I don't think I'm a bad person because I yelled all those things at you. I, I know that I'm, I'm just not perfect. I'm, I, but I don't think I was, 
I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep making mistakes. Like I'm going to not pull the rack out when I make pizzas sometimes, and I'm gonna do the opposite thing. And that what I I'll do, do, honestly, is if, get a oven mitt. No, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'll get an oven mitt and uh, Bourdain in the booth. Sorry, <laughs> I, I, no, no, no. What I'll do, honestly, is uh, like I'm not gonna like if I feel like there's like nagging going on or whatever, like the first time it happens, I'll just be like, I won't even get angry at the point. Like an hour later, I'll be like, Hey, do you mind? Like I, I could not be so sensitive too because I do. No, but you are going to be what you are. I think what you, if I were in your shoes or in times where I've been felt like triggered by things that yeah. build up like that, you can't say to yourself, Oh, next time I'm just going to get it as soon as it comes up. You just, yeah need to do the things in the past that have helped you conquer other things that you've been able to get over. And like like I said, I have an arsenal of things that have helped me conquer an eating disorder, alcoholism, uh, smoking pot, um, uh, saying hateful things to my mom, being jealous of other people. I know all the things to do yeah. because I've done all those things. I can apply those to this as well. Yeah. So I think, yeah, that's what, that's what I learned. I don't know. Um, but we're good. Yeah, I think we're good. I mean, I, I you're I at still least on the show the, till tomorrow. I have the Zillow search going, even though it's Tuesday in your head. Hey, it's Tuesday somewhere. <laughs> you still have the Zillow search. Ah, <laughs> uh, hilarious. <laughs> yeah, uh, keep it up. Uh, put out some offers. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. We'll be here tomorrow on the podcast. Uh, thank you, besties. Follow us on Nikki Glazer Pod. Leave us voice memos. We'll get to um, the Fanthrax tomorrow. Fanthrax. Fanthrax. Don't be cut out there. And uh, yeah. oh my God, Luigi is perking up because he knows this is the tone I have when he gets to go for a walk. <laughs> yes. Okay. Don't be cool. And. And uh, <laughs> hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. 
Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.